0: Welcome to the Worship Central podcast. We are passionate to see the worship and creativity of churches throughout the world set on fire. Join us as we explore what this
1: might look like.
2: So here we are with the legendary Ooh. Nick and Becky Dray.
3: Hello, hello, bronze. You're actually five yeah. minutes
2: down the road, but here we are in Zoom in this is crazy time. So good to see you guys. Have you had a good day so far?
3: Yeah, the sun's out in Birmingham, which always know, makes a it difference. it does. It does. It makes it keeps the happy today, which is a plus. Oh, good. Yeah, they are. <laughs> always a good day. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, um, on
2: our last podcast edition, we were talking about leading from home. And... Um, uh, you know, what that what that means, the opportunity that presents for us as leaders and how we lead in that space, but also how it allows for people to kind of see the reality of what it means to lead worship and just to do life in, in this season. It's actually a really amazing time. And and you guys um, obviously head up Worship for Everyone. Um, and just for people who don't know much about Worship for Everyone, can you just give us like a two minute snapshot of, of what that is, how it started?
3: Yes,
1: I'll say Do what it, I'll say. What it is, you say how it started. Okay. Um, I mean, worship for everyone is really about uniting all ages together in worship. So I think what's unique is that we come at it from the worship leader history and perspective, rather than the children's ministry perspective. And I think that's our distinctive. Is like we we came at this with the same values that we all all share for for normal adult worship. You know, excellence. You know, playing skillfully. Uh, praying for the spirit to lead and in valuing encounter with God um, and releasing heartfelt worship and intimacy. So bringing all those values, but not just when adults are present, but when children are present too. And it's finding ways to resource those times through songwriting in particular uh, that help children and adults together worship so that's that's a bit of what worship for everyone's about how it started how it
3: started well nick was a worship pastor in london and it started really because we were leading worship every week with all ages present this is kind of back in our early 20s and so we had 200 kids in the room most sundays and we were expected to lead them in a time of worship and probably like many worship leaders we felt competent and excited about leading when adults were present but actually we didn't have the experience when children were present and we felt like a lot of the songs that we kind of inherited when we arrived at the church were kind of doing the opposite of what Nick's just said they were a very different set of values so they might make the kids jump up and down and have some fun but we spotted there was a bit of a mismatch in that these songs didn't really help people to towards an intimate moment of encounter with God. They perhaps didn't have the breadth of experience like bringing um, their hearts to God in, in the same way that a lot of the contemporary adult worship songs did. So we just started to fill the gap, didn't we? And we thought, well, let's try writing songs that actually are going to unite the adults in the room as much as the children mm. without losing what the children need and love an accessible way into worship. So we started writing songs about sort of 10 12 years ago and we've been doing ever since amazing
2: yeah amazing and the the songs you know they are incredible we use them loads of church and you know really there's nothing like them i think Mm -hmm. anyway um but in this time so back to kind of what we're in now and leading from home you guys have been doing twice a week uh worship for everyone sessions on zoom Including your four children. I mean, <laughs> even that is quite breathtaking that you managed to pull it off. But they're amazing. Family we, of four. We, we love we love being involved, and everyone can comment. It's really yeah. special, actually. Um, just tell us um, how you guys have approached that. Like, what's been? I mean, they 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 are amazing, and they come across really slick mm. and smooth and everything. But obviously, I'm sure behind the scenes there's some. Um, interesting moment so just just tell
1: us how you approach it
0: well we can yeah we can see the film set in the background as well. <laughs> yeah. this, this yeah. is where the
1: magic happens yeah, yeah. yeah clearly <laughs> um well again if i say how it began and you maybe answer anna's question more truthfully about the behind the scenes of our family but um i think we at the start of the kind of lockdown period we were we were in lockdown a bit earlier because one of our children was showing some symptoms so i think straight away we thought oh, you know, we're going to be going up, crawling up the walls very soon. And there'll be lots of families in the same position. And what can we do easily to be a blessing and bring some spiritual input, some worship, because worship just, as we know, it shifts the atmosphere. It lifts your eyes. It lifts the spirits. What can we do easily to bless other families? And we just thought, oh, let's just try (laughs) beaming out live, like some of us, just do some of our songs, do a simple Bible message. Uh, with with all of us in the room, yeah. So that's that's where it began. In um, terms of approach, yeah, it can be because <laughs> that first one went so well; like it actually worked. Yeah. That we I'm
3: just so relieved. We were just like,
1: "Oh my goodness, that worked!" And so it was very exciting. But obviously, it, it, now like we're ten episodes in, yeah, doing it twice a week for like four or five weeks. Wow. There's also a perseverance, and there's a let's just yes. keep on turning up and doing it regardless of what we feel in the moment and that can have its challenges as a family it it? can
3: but I think and there's an important value here that I think carries (laughs) over to the other stuff we've been saying I'm massively I've learned I think actually over the years as a mum now with our oldest is 11 nearly 12 to to just give children our children freedom at every step so I said the other week one of our children didn't come in the last episode because he just was having a fed up day. So I just said, "Have a week off. It's fine." <laughs> and interestingly, we've had that moment with another of our children who said occasionally, "Oh, I don't know if I want to do it today." But whenever I said, "Well, just take take a day off," he then comes back going, "Actually, I do want to do this bit, and I do no, I will do it, Mum." So I think just in the essence of allowing them space to come and go with it, actually, at least yeah. they don't feel that this this has been dictated to them. And then I think in terms of the approach within it we've tried to enable a space for each of them to just flourish in who they are. So Daisy, for example, who's our oldest, um, her contribution to the pieces that she finds tries to find a little fun discovery, something she can share with other families that she tries to demonstrate live. Um, and so she's enjoying kind of researching that and coming up with quirky ideas, right down to the littlest who's just got permission to wear silly hats
1: Eat lollies. Eat
3: lollies. Come and go as he pleases. He joins in when and when whenever he pleases, and then our other two children. You know one of them is a real kind of factoid. He loves his information. So he has this little slot called Noah's Fact, yeah. and he loves bringing that. And also he is at the stage, and this is interesting. So he's just turned eight, where he loves doing actions, and mm. it's a privilege for him to help lead that. That's making him feel very grown up. Whereas his slightly older brother, who's ten, finds that now very uncool. So it's permission for him to actually spit off. Yeah shot and just observe worship a bit at the moment and that's where he's at in his walk with god yeah yeah so again i think for all of them and there's a helpful probably a big helpful message for all parents really in just seeing where your kids are at and Mm -hmm, how you nudge them on and include them in their way in what you're doing that's what we're trying to do anyway
2: what i find so profound in that is that actually by allowing them space to just be themselves the thing has kind of evolved creatively you know you have these hilarious moments where something random happens and you guys steward it brilliantly but it's it's a bit like I remember at the beginning um I think it was Noah who leading into his fact said something like I need it I need a riff off or something <laughs> <laughs> Joel just jumped on the piano yeah. it took a, it took a few minutes to find something but now we've got a theme tune yeah. for, for Noah's yeah. Yeah. fact and it's amazing Yeah, but, yeah. yeah and, and there's a lesson in that for it for us, isn't there? Like letting, just being okay with um, our families and our kids being themselves in in the environments that we're in and, and how actually the Lord uses that creatively. I
1: was just off, off that because I think yeah. again the wider principle that comes for, for the worship for everyone yeah. value which is yeah. Again, yeah, this thing of like worship isn't something we do to kids, but it's yes. with yes. with them. Yeah. and and again, like because there's temptation for worship leaders in church is when the kids are in the room of like, oh my goodness, I've got to deliver this thing yes. to the children. Whereas if we if we have a paradigm shift to like, what would happen if we did this with the children? Mm-hmm. Like, how do we? How do we include what they bring? Hmm. Like maybe maybe they dance more freer than us and they'll do crazy things more freer and that will free up us to join in and do a really upbeat song that would never have worked if it was just adults in the room. Yeah. Yes. Or... And again, in, in the Worship for Everyone, in the family at four, I think, if our kids weren't doing it with us, if it was just us,
0: yeah,
1: it would miss out so, it would lack mm. so much, yeah. mm. uh, and that's a, that's a big moral a, to the story. Yeah, it's
3: I a, a small picture of the bigger thing that we really believe, yeah. Yeah. yes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I've loved seeing how
0: um, all of you have flourished um, and bought something different, you know, as Anna said, that r- reminded me of something my mum used to say, she was a music teacher before she retired, and. She she would always say, you know, finding the right instrument for the right child um, and seeing that the fruit that came out of that, um, like personality wise was always the biggest joy. And I think it's just really interesting how each of the kids with you guys, you've all kind of slotted into these bringing different but important parts of this puzzle of, of the family, family of four you know, worship mm. with the family. And I was gonna ask off the back of that, how um there'll be a whole bunch of families out there homeschooling for the first time. What have you seen any sort of parallels between what you've been trying to do homeschooling wise and some of this mm. stuff like and are there ways to, you know, whether it's setting the kids like uh, creative projects, I'm sure you've kind of set them things in the run up to these um family four episodes. Like Any ideas that you could, like, just equip parents with quickly, like, try this, try that?
3: In terms of creative ideas?
0: Well, yeah, and, and like, setting them up, like, with little things to do, you know, where they they kind of, I suppose... um, unearth some stuff that's in them mm. that brings out joy into the families we've mm. seen in, in your episodes
3: yeah i mean i think for me as a mum one of the most fascinating things actually having this lengthy time at home where it's not just holiday where we're off doing activities and stuff but we're actually in a kind of learning environment yeah it's observing again who my children are and what they're like so there mm. are a few things that have taken me by surprise and this links in with what you're saying luke in that for example our noah who's who's just turned eight I didn't know how self-motivated he was Mm. and how driven. And actually, so for him, and I think this in answer to your question, in knowing our children, I think we probably need to adopt a slightly different approach with all of them. But Noah, for one, is somebody that, I could say, like that, right, Noah, every episode, I want you to go away, find a fantastic fact and bring it. He's just off. I never need to make make that point again. He'll go off, he'll have it ready on time, he'll have memorised and it's exciting for him. And actually, our other children are a bit different and so they need kind of more accompanying. So what I've been doing this morning before talking to you is... um, very much me and Daisy and the littlest Levi in the kitchen together. But we've just spent a whole morning together. We've baked together, we've done art together. But actually they love the company. They love the relational contact. Mm -hmm. They want to be creative, but they want to do it with me. They wouldn't find so much joy in beavering off and doing it on their own. So I think that's quite raring as a parent. But knowing your child's personality and Mm -hmm. their differences and how they best learn is one really helpful tip in there. And then kind of going with that. Yeah. In terms of, have you got anything to add to the pot there, Nick?
1: No, that's good. I think on the spirituality point, I, I think just finding those easy contact times, like to bring in to, talking of Jesus, talking of the Bible story, you know, so particularly for us at meal times, mm. um, you know, bringing in Jesus, bringing in, say, some of that we've just gone through Easter, bringing in some of those key moments uh, has been really key. Yeah,
3: yeah. And I think, sorry, just one more thing to add. I, I would. I would say my overall principle in this time has been what are the kind of core basics? Because we can get ourselves in knots in terms of, gosh, providing activities for our kids, trying to be their teachers, but also their parents. And it's actually highly stressful. I think it's a really difficult time for parents. But spiritually, it's that classic thing, isn't it? They just watch but they watch us and they learn by observing who we are and what our faith is. And I think I said a bit of this the other day, actually at church in that the overspill of our faith, I think is coming out at this time and where we can use that to kind of frame what God's doing. I think is a really helpful way of discipling. So not kind of adding in activities necessarily, but just showing what God is doing in our lives and letting them witness that and talk about it. It's
2: such a unique time, isn't it, for that really, to disciple our families in worship. But I think, you know, for some worship leaders, actually, the fact that they go and leave worship on a Sunday and their kids might be somewhere else is sometimes hard because they don't get to really see and experience um, the fullness of that. And so, like, just really practically, how do you guys drip feed that into a day? What does the overspill look like? Mm
3: well since i would start by saying since everything's gone online the kids have now been involved in everything so much more so our sunday looked like me doing duplo with levi while the gas street service is running and there's worship on and it's in the room and so they've actually been brought into a lot of what we would otherwise be doing but we'll chat about it and so oh, look there's tim and there's you know and we'll sing i'll just be singing along in the room and he's part of that and so there's a kind of again a natural overflow like that um I think some of the things we just are continuing like normal, which would be that we pray with them at bedtime. and But also in the time that's going on, there's a lot more of the news going on. And that's given us opportunities as a family to talk about yeah. what's happening in the world. They're watching it more. They're seeing it more. Therefore, that's influenced our prayer times together. And I, I definitely think our four-year-old truly believes that his prayers have Healed Boris Johnson, as a result. <laughs> yes, and God.
2: He
3: thanked God for that the other day, and I thought, well, do you know what? I said to uh, me, maybe your prayers did, yeah. darling. How Absolutely. do we know? Because he prayed in faith in his little four-year-old way. Mm. Um, mm. So anything you'd add no, into that's that? that's good, that's good. Yeah. Oh,
2: so good. So good, guys. Really mm. profound. Um,
0: I was going to ask, it's been awesome um, hearing the songs again in the context of the family and, just, yeah, you know, seeing so the family good. like... Um yeah, Noah in the background doing the actions and just you know, the songs that you guys have written so engaging, the whole family can get involved. Um and
2: they work on a big scale but also like just on acoustic guitar, which is how you're modeling it at the moment.
0: Yeah, and um I know there's some some songs in the pipeline.
1: So can you give us a a bit of a we are so excited by these new songs. Yes, yeah, so we, we've been uh, working with uh, Integrity, uh, which is exciting. Doing uh, d- d- launching three uh, new singles yeah. uh, over the next few months. So, uh, in fact, this is probably the first time we've publicly said it ever. Yes, super so, oh, <laughs> um, so, yeah, but we, we are so excited. We really are. So uh, where, where can yeah.
2: people go to get hold of them?
1: Well, all the normal places, Woolworths. And I will say I've heard one of them
0: and I don't think people will be disappointed at all. Uh, yeah. So, huge we, it.
1: yeah we, we've been working with uh, producer, Johnny Bird down in Brighton. And, um, the, 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 the first, so the first one's called speak your name. It's coming out, uh, uh, mid May. Um, and then the second one's called Slingshot, all about uh, David and Goliath, and it's it's personal favorite of mine.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love that. Yeah, this yeah, is yeah, 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 <laughs>
1: Um
0: And and just just tell people in case they haven't, you know, tuned into Family for I'm sure everyone listening has already. <laughs> but for anyone, because um, again, like it's such a great resource yeah. for the family. So Wednesdays at four pm, Saturdays at four pm. Again, like great points throughout the week. Um, Where can people tune in?
1: Yes, that's at facebook.com/slash worship for everyone. Facebook.com/slash worship for everyone. So they go, we go live on there, and then you can catch up anytime on there or on YouTube, um, Instagram. Brilliant.
2: Amazing. Oh, guys, thanks so much you for the time awesome. to be with us. Yeah. Really incredible thoughts. Loads to um, take away and chew on think over. So, thank you. Pleasure. Thank you thanks a lot. All right. All right.
1: Bye.